When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, someone who would never take advantage of you by putting by taking advantage of a loophole in a contract like Khonshu does to Jake and Mark. I'm sorry, to Mark and Stephen, Ryan Nelson. It's hard to keep up with all that, but I don't blame you. But Justin, <laughs> I'm shocked to say I saw a CGI fight between giant gods and i didn't hate it yeah exactly it, it was it was actually a pretty good little uh, little fight they had going on there and i guess little is probably a bad word to, <laughs> to describe it so uh if you've been listening to the podcast since we started a few months ago thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day if you're new to the show we hope you enjoyed as we talk about episode six of the disney plus show moon Knight, titled gods and monsters if you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating over there. And if you have time, you can write us a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you do, uh, leave us a review. We will read it on air next time we record. All right, so we are talking about Moon Knight, Episode 6, and we're, we'll be looking at kind of big picture for the entire season as well because we have now wrapped it up. So let's just start there with you, Ryan. What are your thoughts in general about this episode and just how it ties into the rest of the season? Okay, so the first 95% of this episode, I thought this is going to go down as the best Marvel finale yet. Mm-hmm. I just thought, man, this is great. Uh, right. Layla becoming a superhero. She looked awesome. I loved right. it. Uh, Steven and Mark working together. I was just like, this is what we've been wanting. Very mm-hmm. cool. They defeat Harrow. I'm like, all right, this is great. And then he wakes up. And I'm like, <laughs> then he, well, then, he, then first, in the, I'm sorry. Then, yeah, then they, they're in the mental institution. I'm like, oh, no. No, not this. Right. No, it's all a dream. And then they wake up in the bed, and I was just like, oh, man. And then the stinger happened, and I was even more angry. So uh, <laughs> I was just, you know, they nailed it. This is me. I think they nailed it. I thought, leading into it, I thought the way they moved it, I was like, I, lo- I was thinking in my head, I would recommend this. But, you know, mm. um, I just don't think they landed the complete ending because of the the decisions made at the very end and the stinger. Yeah. All right, so here's my thing on that. I thought this was one of the most fun. I think it's the most fun episodes uh, in the entire series. I think it's oh, yeah. one of the most fun episodes they've done in a Disney Plus show. But here's the issue that I'm having with them that we're going to discuss. Look, I've loved every single one of these. I've heaped a lot of praise on them. Uh Look, there are some there are some clunky parts in in the finale, and we'll talk more about those in just a little bit. But this is the second time in three episodes they have done a complete and total tonal shift. Mm-hmm. And this, when you start thinking about what you, they've done as a whole throughout this series, it's very jarring to go from the you know the Indiana Jones globe trotting mummy type show that we got for the first four episodes, and then at the very end of that, you got you're transitioning to he's to he's dead and he's possibly dreaming all this. Then you get this incredibly serious, incredibly emotional, brutal to watch episode. And then they transition right back into this really fun episode. And it's just this weird 
dynamic that they have going on that makes it kind of jarring. Look, like I said, when I was watching episode six, I had a lot of same thoughts as you did. This is a lot of fun. I was really surprised, and credit to Mohamed Diab, who is the director of this show. He, because we talked about a whole lot of things, and I think I've got them pulled up right here. We had one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. We had five questions that we were wondering, how are they going to wrap up all this stuff in a very short, what's supposed to be an episode? And the, the, the rumors were correct. It was a 44-minute runtime. But on 35 minutes of the actual episode. Yeah. So before they started the credits, then it was because it was 35 minutes of an episode. Then they got to the stinger as well. So I don't remember how long the stinger was. So it was probably it's probably a little bit more than that. It's probably about 38 if you include the stinger. Uh, so, but they wrapped they wrapped everything up pretty well. I mean, uh, they did it pretty quickly. I, I think they rushed a couple of things, but other than that. I, I thought they did a really great job of answering those questions, wrapping up all those threads because you knew that they weren't, they're, they're not sure if this character's coming back. So they had to really wrap stuff up and I thought they did a great job. And like I said, I thought it was a lot of fun, but it's just, it's like they couldn't figure out what they wanted this show to be. Yeah. You know, did the, I, as much as I love the last episode and the, um, callbacks to the Lemire comics that we got back to starting in 2016, because it is probably the most well-read and probably the most highly praised set of comics in the Moon Knight uh, run ever since he was created, like I think in 75 or 76. Trying to incorporate that into the story, I think, really dra- drags it down. But I know they really want to explore and make sure they truly did the DID portion of this character correctly. And so they were always going to have a difficult task in front of them. And like I said, as much as I love that episode, and I think that one episode of episode five is going to get Oscar Isaac an an Emmy. I I really do. I think he's going to get an Emmy award based off of just that one episode, if nothing else. But it is a difficult story to watch, and it makes it really hard to follow along when you're doing these constant tonal shifts. At least that's just my opinion. No, I agree with you. And did they wrap up all the questions? I think they added many more. Well, they did add some. I think well, here's the ones that we went over. Is Stephen dead for good? So they obviously wrapped yeah, that okay, up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, will Jake make a more overt appearance? He yeah. did. Uh, how does Mark get back to the land of the living? And we saw how he did that. Okay. Uh, will, how will Kanshi be free? That was actually pretty easy. Yeah. And what happens to Layla? So those are the questions that we were asking going well, into it. Now, we, now they we do, that's like you said. They number five. More. We, we saw Layla and then we, we have more questions about her. Yeah. Well, they, now, like I said, they opened up some more, but they answered yeah. the ones that we yeah. originally had. Yeah. I wonder if. If I was thinking about this, if we knew for sure Oscar Isaac was back for season two or if the Moon Knight movie was coming, uh-huh. would that make the ending better? I think it may have for me. Yeah, it, it absolutely would for me. I mean, because I don't know what to do with that stinger. I, yeah. I, I don't, if I knew that they were bringing this character back and if I knew that Oscar Isaac was going to play him again, I would know more what to do with that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, like, so, I mean, that feels like they doing this thing the way they did. And let's go, let's go ahead and yeah. talk about that real quick. Obviously. So Harrow has been defeated at the, at the end. Uh, we're, we're jumping straight to the end. We'll come back and talk about some of this other stuff as well, but Harrow has been defeated. He's got Amit inside of him. That's how they, they captured Amit is they basically put, they made Harrow those stone statues, the Shantis, or whatever they're called. Uh, that's what they basically did. They made him one of those. And by killing Harrow, they basically kill Amit as well. Uh, but I don't know. Like I said, it was just weird the way they did that because it was like they didn't want, like the way they reveal when he rolls down the window to reveal that he's there, it's like they don't want you to know that Oscar Isaac is playing Jake, but you see Jake you clearly see as Oscar Isaac. Absolutely. I, I, I was like, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I had so many problems with this thing. Because I was like, our, our, cause the way I, I was like, okay, well, we're obviously getting Jake. They're, they're not telling us that. But when Conchu's sitting there talking to him and, and he has that uh, blackened mirror and then he rolls mm-hmm. it, that blackened window and he rolls it down, I was like, are they trying to make it reveal to us like this, that's Mark behind there? Because we knew all along, we saw Mark just put Harrow into the limo. I'm like, what are you doing here? 
I think story wise, it's actually okay because it's very it's very consistent with Kanshu story wise that he would use this loophole that he knew there was a third personality and yes he technically he is letting Mark and Steven go free but he knew he could hold on to the body at least and probably the 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 persona that he could use the most the one that's more brutal the one that's more of a, it's a straight up killer he knew he could stick around because neither one of them were aware that 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 personality was there. Yeah. So I, like I said, it's. I don't. Ahead. I don't care about the loophole. I, I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. Here, here mm. are my problems. One, I thought, oh, Ethan Hawke is alive. We may see him again. So you tease that. Yeah, that's true. So I didn't I was, like that. So I was surprised at the end. It's like they're yeah. going to let him live. That's yeah, because I was like, okay, we're going to see. And then you kill him, which I was like, why? Why did you do that? But also, it doesn't make sense with the plot of the previous episode. Why wouldn't Jake just? Jake defeats Harrow. Why wouldn't he right, have just yes. killed him then? Right, exactly. Unless he lost control at that point. I, that's the only thing I can come up with. And that's where I get that's where I get frustrated with this whole idea that they were doing with Jake. You're trying to let us think that he's there. It's uh, they they first uh, hinted at him in episode three. They hint him at it again in episode four. Uh, they kind of hint at him in episode five. Yeah. And episode six is the most obvious hint until we actually see him. Like I said, because of the whole blackout thing, doing the blackout thing is, is you know, it's, I like that they're trying to call back to episode one when they did that, but I need to know what happened before. Right. Because, like, did Jake, was Jake about to kill him, and then Mark ends up waking up? I mean, so, like I said, I don't like that part of the finale. I get that you're trying to do that callback and I get that you're still trying to keep that as somewhat as a mystery and all this type of stuff. But like I said, it, it seems it's like you said, if Jake is this ruthless, cold blooded killer, why didn't he just kill Harrow to begin with? And he may have, like I said, he may have, he just may have lost control at that point. So who yeah. knows? And I don't, I don't remember exactly what, how Mark was positioned over Harrow when he woke up. I don't remember exactly. So maybe yeah. I felt like he, he was, was awake and Harrow was just done. Like, he was, yeah, he was, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, so like, yeah, that, that's the other. I, I thought now, now that we're now that we get the stinger, I go back. That prior scene to me was cheaper because I was just like, one, I was I was kind of like, I want to see how Hera got defeated. Right, exactly. And, that's what that's what you kind of come to see, and yeah, then yeah. it's taken away from you. Yeah, so yeah. so, so that, that's just weird. Yeah, I, I, that was. Like I said before, that it was man, it was so it was a really fun episode, and just yeah, it uh, was. You know, we got to see a lot more of Layla and, and see yes, how capable she is. And uh, now let's let's talk about her real quick yeah. since you brought her up. What did you think of the? Because I think this is the one. I think they did a disservice to her in this episode. They, they mentioned this on the Ringiverse podcast, and I thought the same thing when I saw it. Her trying to do the like the split personality thing when when she was speaking for Tallrat. I didn't think that was I didn't think that was the way to go. I think they should have done it like they did with Kanshu. They should have had Tall Rift actually there. I mean, talking yeah. to her instead yeah. of her trying to voice it as well as her own character. Right. Because I, you've had Oscar Isaac killing this. You know, I can be two people at one time thing, and now you're asking her to do it for like five minutes. Right. Right. I think it was a bit of a disservice to her. But overall, I thought. The whole Scarlet Scarab, because they've been they've been you know driving this home for basically since episode three, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but they've been they've been driving this point home. I thought it was great. Her costume was absolutely beautiful yeah, to look at. Look great. Uh, you know, very much a mixture of modern plus ancient Egyptian. Uh, seeing her do some really cool stuff with her wings. Uh, just really, really cool. I, like, I don't know what the, her, their plans for this character are, but I would like to see more of her. Uh, there's no doubt they're they're going. She's coming back in something. There's there's zero yeah. doubt about it. And I and I thought it was really cool when they had the the young girl that was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, are you are you Egyptian superhero?" Like just how right. you know? Because like, I mean, we're white guys. We've had superheroes our whole life. To see something yeah. like that, you know, that's pretty cool. Right, it is, and I thought it was 
cool that they that they put that in there. Yeah. So it was it was nice on on that part. Like I said, I, I thought everything that they did with her was was really done. Maybe that was, you could make the argument that it was a bit rushed. Uh, yeah. That yeah. There is yeah. there is that argument out there. It would have been. And this is kind of where I get a little frustrated with Marvel in terms of these Disney shows that they're doing. They are so intent on everything is going to be a six-episode story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think they need more. Sometimes I think they need less. Yeah. And this story feels like one that needed more. Yeah. Or you needed to, if if you want to keep it at six episodes, get, like I said, I know they wanted to really pay homage to the Lemire uh, run of comics. I just think that weighed the entire story down if you take that out you flesh out mark and steven's relationships and you flesh it out with without having to go through the whole mental institution possibly dead Mm -hmm. that whole stuff if you flesh it out that way if you actually flesh out her becoming the scarlet scarab a little bit more there's ways that they could have done that and like i said it wouldn't have felt as rushed it's not a huge it's not a huge complaint of mine that that was that this that that portion of the episode felt rushed, but it, it still did feel a little bit rushed. Like I still really don't know what her powers are, except for the fact that right. she has wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I still honestly don't know the powers of Moon Knight. Let's be just perfectly That's honest. True. Yeah. You're right though. This, this could have been eight episodes. Yeah, it really could have been. And yeah. like I said, for some reason, Marvel is Kevin Feige is we're going to do our six episode thing. That's what we're going to stick to. And uh, it's, it's just one of my only, it's, I don't have a ton of criticism of Marvel, but when ever since they started doing the television shows, that's one of them. So yeah, and I thought one thing that we were wrong about: we got a lot of Moon Knight. Yeah, we did. We got a lot of him. He was probably in yeah. it for at least a good solid fifteen minutes. Yeah, so that was that was great. I was you know, and like you know, we mentioned how Stephen and Mark were able to just you know seamlessly go back and forth between mm-hmm. the, the personalities. That was great. and that was really cool. That was a, that was one of the better visuals, fight visuals that we've had in mm-hmm. in these Disney Plus shows. I don't want to say in all of Marvel, but definitely yeah. in these Disney Plus shows, that those fight visuals were great. Seeing Stephen really learn how to fight was really cool. I loved his Billy Stick thing that he was doing. Yeah, that was uh, that was really fun to watch. Uh, but like I said, just the fight. It's the fight scenes. Look, Marvel when they got into this, they said, "All right, so our finale is going to be what we know how to do. We're going to have the big CGI monsters. You got Amit yeah. and Kanchu fighting in the background. You've got Mark and Steven and Layla taking on Harrow down on the street level. This is what they do really well in, in this." Part portion of the series, look, it was great. It was absolutely one of the most fun parts. But once again, this is what I was talking about earlier. When you've gone from this, I mean, basically, if you were to watch this, you know, if you were to binge all six episodes, which you could do, if you were to binge all six episodes, in episode five, you had this huge emotional moment where Stephen has just died. Mark is in the field of reeds. You know, you're bawling because... Steven is gone, and now 10 minutes later, you're back together. You're having fun. It's just... This would be a, this would be an exhausting binge. It really would be. It really would be. You would have so many different roller coaster of emotions going. I mean, it would just be really, really tough to watch. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, you brought up something. The only scene that really felt like a superhero show in reality was when Layla was saving people. Mm-hmm. Like they had like, it was almost like Avengers music and you would right. see her like saving the bus. Like that was the only time I thought this is really the only scene that's really a superhero. When we think of a superhero that they're rescuing people. Yeah. I mean, exactly. that was the only scene. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, that's the only scene we've seen of this. It, it really is. And you don't see that a whole lot. And it's just a difference in the character. I think that's part of it. But you're right. That's it's the only one that really feels like a superhero moment. Uh, one of the things that I also wonder, because I did see other people talking about this, and like our friend Rob Hadaway, he he said this on many occasions. He had no idea what was going on. Look, yeah. it probably made it easier for me because I had a history of the show of the character and stuff. I don't know what it would have been like. And you and I talked about this. I know you hadn't read it, but you still had somewhat of working knowledge based off of our conversations. Yeah, yeah. But somebody who had no knowledge of this character 
I can imagine this would have been really exhausting to watch. Just be, because you wouldn't have known what was going on in that first episode. That that first episode would have just been an absolute, you know, would have fried your brain. Right. I mean, yeah. just because you're like, why are we jumping around? What is going on here? Uh, and I think they do a pretty good job in that first episode of discussing, you know, trying to show that there is more than one person in this person's body. I think they do a pretty good job, yeah, of it, but yeah, it yeah. still would have been, it still would have been really, really difficult to follow. Uh, so, like I said, having a working knowledge, it allowed me, I think, to not be quite as exhausted by this show. But I can see how people could have been when you start putting this whole thing together. Yeah, I think I talked about this last week. You know, I don't. My friends are not comic book readers as much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know if I will recommend this. I, I think right. I might because the acting is just next yeah. level. But it's it's a frustrating story. Yeah, it is. It's a frustrating story. And like I said, I think most of most of it is fun to watch. I yeah, think most yeah, of it yeah. is. And it's just you got that one episode with episode five, which may be the best episode in the bunch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's just such a... It's just so brutal to get through because, yeah. like I said, it, it, that episode alone makes me not want to go back and rewatch this entire series because yeah. I don't want to sit through that again. You can't just skip it. <laughs> I mean, it's so vital to yeah. the story that they've been telling. You can't just skip that fifth episode, and I, it's not one I want to watch again. It, even though, like I said, it's probably the best episode in the bunch. It is probably some of the best acting we will ever see in a Marvel property that's movies or television, mm -hmm. but it's still just, it's, it's not, fun. I don't want to watch a kid lose his kid brother. I don't right. want to watch a kid get abused by his mother. That's not what I want to watch. I mean, like I said, it's compelling in terms of the storytelling that they're doing, but it's just, it's not what I want to sit down and just, you know, enjoy my time with. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm just, just saying right now, I don't see myself watching this again. Yeah, I, I, and I probably only even though I, there were parts of it I thought that were just mm -hmm. absolutely fun. Yeah, me too. I, there's just some parts of it that is just too tough to watch. It's not that it's bad; it's just too tough. Yeah. So it's and it, like I said, if one of the things they mentioned. Well, I want to go ahead and talk about this as well. Uh, look, I enjoyed this show. Uh, I love the character of Moon Knight, but one of the things they talked about in the Ringerverse this morning when I was listening to it. I guess technically it was yesterday, but when I was listening to it. Van Lathan brought this up, you know, characters that most people aren't familiar with. Marvel has done such a good job of making us really care about them. You know, we talked about the Guardians of the Galaxy in Ant our Patreon. Ant-Man. Uh, trying to think some others. Uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Uh, you know, people really liked him. But this character, look, I, I hope he comes back. I hope yeah, we get more with, of him. But if they don't, I'm not going to be that broken up if they don't. If you had told me after Guardians of the Galaxy, well, that's the only Guardians of the Galaxy we're ever doing, I would have rioted <laughs> in the street because I love that film. I love those yeah. characters. I, I want more of them. Look, I would like more of Moon Knight. I would like more of this character, but I'm not going to be just brokenhearted if they don't ever do anything with him again. Does that make any sense? That does. You know, I kind of feel the same way. I, I, I think it would be a waste for Oscar Isaac because he, yeah, he's going to get into some kind of franchise. <laughs> I mean, he's already yeah. in Dune, so like he's yes, gonna he get is. he's gonna get in something else. He might as well do this. Yeah, and he's so very good at it. And yeah, I he get is. why he he doesn't want to be tied down to it. And I understand that, but he would be. Well, they could really use his character. He also said this was the best experience he had had on a project like this. When right. he says that, we know he's talking about Star Wars and uh, X Men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like uh, that was. That was good here. I think he's going to be back, and I think they'll. I, I think he, he might be in some kind of Avengers type movie. Well, the the most likely way that he comes back is the Midnight Suns. The Midnight Suns is basically the supernatural version of the Avengers, uh, where you've got Ghost Rider, uh, you've got Moon Knight. I'm trying to think of some other supernatural heroes. Is in. Blade supernatural? Blade would be in that category. So those that is where, if you're going to put him in like a team up movie, there's lots of people who are like just screaming for that because uh, Midnight Suns. Uh, if you're gonna give me Oscar Isaac and Mahershala Ali in a movie together, oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. 
it would, it would be really, really good. Yeah, so that's kind of what most people think they might go down. Uh, you probably have Wanda in, involved in the Midnight Suns as well. Uh, so those are all – that's where that's where they seem to be going, uh, at least – or that's what I've heard, anyway, is that the rumors might be that if the next team up movie – because Kevin Feige said there will, not, there, there will be no more Avengers movies. Uh, you'll still have multiple characters combining up in different stories, but – there, in terms of actually having an actual Avengers movie, he said there's not going to be anymore. But yeah. like I said, what makes sense was to be like to do the Midnight Suns. Uh, I think they do want to try to reintroduce Ghost Rider because that movies those movies did not go so well the first time. <laughs> no, Look, I love Nick Cage, but yeah. let's just be not honest. Good. Yeah, so I'd like to see what they can do. What Marvel can do with him because oh, those came right. out right before the MCU yeah, started. If did. I remember correctly, they were. Yeah, that sounds right. Because that was when they they put out those and the Punisher, and they were just, they both just did okay. Yeah, yeah, they they weren't, they weren't great. So uh, that seems the, the most likely destination, at least for him. Uh, there could be some other ones out there as well, but for at least for him, Midnight Suns is is probably the most likely destination. So what do you what is your what is your guess for the Scarlet Scarab? Where do we see <sighs> her next? I don't know. I think she's going to probably st- stick with television for at least for a little bit. I think they need to, I think they need to flesh her out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they need to figure out what kind of what they want to do with her. I mean, look, this is Scarlet Scarab is as obscure as they come right, in, right. in Marvel comics. Uh, so I was a little surprised they went that route. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did. Don't get me wrong, but this, like I said, this is a, as obscure as they come. So I'll, I'll be interested in what they do with her, but I think they stick with television. I don't think she gets a show. Yeah. I was going to think she feels like she might team up with somebody. Yeah. That's kind of what I think. I don't know how they're going to use her character. But I think they will. But, it, and I guess that's, honestly, what needs to happen, if you ask me, is they need to get another some other type of Moon Knight property and have her in it as well and just flesh her out more there, then move her on to something else. Yeah. Because, and like I said, they, it, they're not going to do Moon Knight, though, again, if they can't get Oscar Isaac. Right, so, I, right. I, so, let's just, I guess, let's just talk about, the, do you think they're going to figure out some way to get him back into yes. the Moon Knight costume. Yes. He he yeah. is already mentioned he had a good experience. You know, I will have to say, I feel, yeah, they're going to. Because if you put him, if you're building a franchise like the Midnight Sun, and mm. you have him and Mahershala Ali, that's all. It doesn't matter right. who you cast as Ghost Rider. You right. could be it, a no-name person. You know, so yes, he will be back. They will give him money. And he will, you know, he will be all in. Yeah, I kind of think that's going to be the case as well. You know, I don't know exactly where they're going to go with it. I'm trying to look at the Midnight Suns members. So here's who we got. So we got, uh, you got Ghost Rider. Oh, Morbius. Oh, oh no. <laughs> They'd have to pull him over from, from Sony, so hopefully they don't even try that. Uh, and then they got characters they haven't done before. They've got Blade, which... They will eventually be. I don't know when the Blade movie is coming out, but it's yeah, coming it out sometime. Keeps getting pushed back. Uh, Hannibal King, Louise Hastings, Victoria Montesi, and Sam Buchanan. A lot of people that people aren't really familiar with, but yeah, those, are, those are just mumbled words you just said to me. <laughs> uh, they also have Werewolf. Uh, they have a Werewolf character, Werewolf by Night. So, like I said, they're going to have to do some uh, some other. They're going to do some some fleshing out of these characters. Doctor Strange is sometimes part of it, which I thought he was, but I wasn't, but I wasn't 100% So, so when the Blade movie comes out, some of these people are going to be in it. I would be shocked if they weren't. Uh, I w- maybe that's how they end up introducing Ghost Rider. If I, uh, yeah, that's It wouldn't surprise me. So uh, they'll figure something out. But yeah, he's, like I said, I think they need to get, him, I think they need to get another Moon Knight franchise mm-hmm. out there somewhere. I I think they'll put him in the movies if they do something else next. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, he, I don't That was gonna be my next thing. He would have been better, especially if you don't have him killing. Yeah. Put him in the movies. Yeah, I I think that's it. I think that's where they will go next is they'll say, All right, we're gonna put you in movies and you know, I'd like to see I'd like to see have Bushman. Bushman is his biggest enemy. Uh I'm going with the Arthur here, look, I loved what uh Ethan Hawke was doing with Arthur Hare. I thought it was, 
you know, we haven't even talked about him really hardly yeah, in, yeah. in this episode. And he was great in this episode. He was. We really get, we got a great performance out of him, mm-hmm. and we really saw what he was capable of as a villain in this last and final episode. But it was just an interesting decision to go down the road to, to using a character who appeared in one comic as your main villain in this. Right. But like, like I said, he did great in it. So I guess they were... I guess they wanted to save their big villain for a movie if they ever, if they ever decide to make one. That would be the, the only thing I could think of because, yeah. like I said, Bushman is his his biggest enemy in in the comics. So, but I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we do season awards? Uh, no, I think we're I think we're caught up. We're, we're I think we're ready. Yeah, I think we are too. These season awards. Um, they were kind of the hardest I've had they because really there's were. not that many yeah. characters in this. I did not even yeah. think about that till I was getting ready to do this. Like, I, I, I figured it. I made it work. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of made it work, but so I'll be interested in what you did because I was struggling. All right, so uh, season awards. We have six season awards that we give out based on the six characters of Friends. So that would be the Rachel, the Joey, the. Uh, Ross, the Monica, the Phoebe, and the Chandlers. Uh, so let's start with our Rachel, who is the biggest star, the person who, sh- who stood out the most to you. I think this one, this is the easy one. I will say that. So. Well, I, I went with Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector. Okay, so you're breaking them up into two different yes. ones. Okay, I, I didn't. I kept them the same. So, uh, But go ahead and uh, discuss yours real quick. You know, he, he was the leader of the show, uh, and incredible performance from Oscar Isaac, you know, and then especially like you said, episode five, just what Mark had to, had to endure again. And, and just to see that was, it was horrified, but uh, yeah. every, everything Oscar Isaac did, it was just a slam dunk. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, he was just, like I said, I think he's going to win an Emmy. I don't, I don't know how anybody's going to put up a better performance than what he put up in this and something we're we're actually going to be reviewing in a little bit because i was a little every time i thought about the possibility of him winning an emmy for this i was like well comic book stuff they don't typically win it they may get nominated but they don't win it but we're both watching Watchmen. i've watched it previously you're watching it for the first time mm-hmm. uh regina king won an emmy award for for her performance in that so well deserved yeah, so so it makes me it reminded me that yes, it's possible that he could actually get an Emmy for this. So uh, just absolute incredible performance, and you're splitting him up. So I kept them the same. Uh, so let's go ahead and go to our next one, which is the Joey. Joey is just a character you like, not necessarily the best character, but just a character you love. Who would you go with? I went with uh, May Calamari as Layla. Yeah, and that's who I went with as well because she was just. Look, I, I'd never seen her. I don't know how much of anything that she had done before this, but it's not much. I know that much. But she was just a delight to see. And yeah. I wasn't real sure about her when, when that, uh, they were introducing her. I was like, I'm not real sure this is what I want in my Moon Knight, but she was great. She was great, I, and I felt like they have found a star. This yeah. is someone you can keep going back to. You know, we didn't know who the heck Sebastian Stan was, and look where he is right now. Right. And he's made he's been absolutely spectacular yeah. as the Winter Soldier. So, and I, and I think she could have the same type thing. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're correct. I think she could have a very similar start of her career. At least I, I hope that's for her. Yeah. I, I, I hope that they figure out a way to get Oscar Isaac back into the suit because, like I said, I think they're going to have to keep her attached yeah. to Moon Knight at least once more, if not twice more, before they kind yeah. of branch her out a little bit more. So. All right, next is the Chandler. That is the person who made you laugh the most in the show. Who did you have as your Chandler? I went with Oscar Isaac and Stephen Grant. Stephen, that's that's a a good choice. Uh, I ended up going with uh, F. Murray Abraham as Khonshu. Look, he's he's awful in a lot of things, but he did make me laugh some in just the way that he delivered his lines. So uh, that's the reason I went with him. But uh, if you split him up, definitely Stephen, I think, would have. Yeah, and Stephen had the best line of this episode when he said, "We learned from you, you silly old bird." <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, that was that was a great line in this one. All right, uh, next is the Phoebe. Who is? Oh, Phoebe is the award where it's just kind of the weird oddball character of the show. So, who was your Phoebe? I, I, I'm going to bet we had the same one. I went with Antonia Salib as Tower. 
I did too. Why did you go? I'm interested in why you went with her. Why did you go with her? Uh, because one, she's a hippopotamus. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's part of it. But just because I really enjoyed her in this episode because when she was changing bodies and, and just we're trying to figure out what, what she's actually doing. And, right. You know, it was hard to tell. The, the last episode, she was helpful, but the, was she helpful? And then, but right. she was helpful this episode. So I just know I really like the character, and I, I like the I like the I like Antonia's voice. Really, was a perfect person to cast in this. Even though I, I actually think she was one of the bodies, the right. first body that Layla saw. I think that was the actual actress that was on the ground okay. and said she was like Layla. I think that was actually her. Uh, but uh, you know, I I thought she was the perfect voice for this. Okay, so here is reason why I chose her as the Phoebe. Because, like, I got Phoebe vibes from her. I mean, like, I felt yeah. like she yeah. was she yeah. based her performance on Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the way she delivered her lines, the just the, like, Phoebe would say things that just didn't seem to always, like, fit into the conversation. And, like, yeah. she's talking through dead people. Uh, I mean, just... Like I said, I got complete and total Phoebe vibes from her. I was like, uh, it wouldn't have surprised me if she said, you know, I really, if you were to interview her, she said, you know, I really modeled my performance after Phoebe off of Friends. It would not surprise me <laughs> in hilarious. the least. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, so that, I went with her as well. So we're actually lining up a lot more than I thought we would. All right. Uh, next is the Monica. The Monica is an important character. Maybe not your favorite. Maybe not your, maybe not somebody you like, somebody you didn't like, but just an important person in the story who did you go with I, this is where i went with f murray abraham's conchu love okay. love the character yeah he like i i i love the character too like i said yeah. he's he, he's dastardly to say the yes. least but yeah. uh just absolutely look f murray abraham f murray abraham excuse me is just absolutely wonderful yeah. if you haven't watched a lot of stuff he's done go back and find some stuff because he's yeah. great great voice too uh yeah so that was that was a fun character and especially you know even at the end i, I like how he was in the in the limo so yeah yes good character uh this is where i went with ethan hawk uh as as harrow uh just he, he is so disturbing because he is so calm throughout most of this yes. uh he just the performance from ethan hawk in this is just absolutely fantastic and like i said he's so vital in what he's doing like i said the only time he you really see him get emotional is there at the end when He's talking about how Mark is the weed that needs to be pulled. Uh, just like I said, just an absolutely great performance. Uh, mesmerizing. Like, mm -hmm. something we haven't talked about in a while because we haven't seen the cult since really episode two, I guess. Uh, you know, if he's if he's asking you to join your cult, I can see why people would want to join it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so. and this was another one of my problems. We never really got his backstory. No, we didn't. We, you're right. We we did not. We we got hinted at that he. We just know that he was the previous avatar for Kanshu. Uh, yeah. That was the only thing that we really kind of got from his backstory. But that's about it. You yeah, I want right. to know how he how he got the cult going and everything. Like I said, I was really upset when I see him again, and I'm like, oh man, they're gonna bring him back in another franchise, you know? And, right. then, and then you kill him off. So that I, again, I thought that was a waste. Just don't show yeah. him. True, exactly. <laughs> All right, so the last one is the Ross, the character you didn't like either because uh, they gave a poor performance or just because the character itself was, you're not supposed to like him. So who'd you go with? Uh, this is where I went with Ethan Hawke. Okay. And, and another thing, the flow, man. His hair just looked good. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean. <laughs> Good-looking guy. <laughs> he, he is. He's a, he's a spectacularly looking, good-looking guy. So uh, I went with. I kind of reached for this one. I went with Lucy Thackeray as Donna, uh, Stevens' manager from the museum. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I was I was struggling to come up with somebody. Uh, so I went with her because she's not. She's easy to dislike, and it's not because she did a bad job. It's because she's supposed to be disliked. I actually thought about her when I was thinking about like when I was thinking about like how do I do this. Right. And, then, and then I thought, oh, let's split up the personalities. I, I, I almost split them up because I was like, I, I don't have a sixth. <laughs> Who am I going to put here? And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Donna. So let me, let me, let me put Donna into the role of the Ross. Because so. he, he was playing two different characters. He was. You're, you're not wrong about that. He's playing three different characters. Really. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so... Uh, fun stuff. Look, uh, at least we need to go ahead and do our writing. So yeah. we're going to write the show. 
Uh, our rating system, if you are new to the show, at the top of our list is a Game of Thrones. Underneath the Game of Thrones is a Lost. In the middle of the road is Friends. Uh, just beneath Friends is Full House. And at the bottom of our rating system is a Baywatch, which is, means only if you're desperate. Where do you give Moon Knight overall for you? I, I would put it Lost. Uh, and I could... It's, it's a low loss. Because this is this is a frustrating show, and this is one I don't know if I would recommend to a lot of people. Right, uh, I've been having a Game of Thrones. I went ahead and put it down, even though I had so much fun with this finale. When I look at the show as a whole, it is a lost. I think it's it's good, it's fun, it's got issues, uh, just in terms of its storytelling, just in terms of tone and mood, because it changes so very frequently. And like I said, I get. I was able to kind of understand and follow along pretty easily. Excuse me. Uh, but I can see how if you don't have a working knowledge of the source material, how this could be a tough show to watch. So, like I said, I'm trying to remember that as well because yeah. Marvel is not just making stuff for comic book people. They're trying to make stuff that everybody can watch, and this would be a difficult watch if you weren't even – even if you had just a small knowledge of, of the source material, it makes it easier. I mean, a lot of people have no knowledge of the source material on this. So, like I said, even though I l enjoyed every episode, even though I liked it, I just, when I look at the whole, because we're not looking at the individual parts at this point, we're looking at the season as a whole, it's a lost. It's, like I said, it's good, but I don't know that it's, you know, as good as everything else that Marvel's put out in terms of their television stuff. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's probably, it's better than, it, I like it more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know yeah, that Yeah, that was for sure. Uh, but in terms of the rest of them, I don't know, I don't think it's going to surpass Loki or Hawkeye. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I'm not even sure it's going to pass WandaVision. I wouldn't put it above. WandaVision had some fun because you got to yeah, remember, it did. You, Catherine Hahn. And then you mm -hmm. had Cat Dennings and Randall Park. They were great right. together. So this this had some fun too. But uh, you know what else I'm thinking? Man, we had Ethan Hawke as the villain and Oscar Isaac as the hero. We may not see that again in one of these series. Like that no, great of actors as hero and villain. Yeah, that's that's think, that's what keeps it as a as a loss to me. Yeah, I think I think that I think that's the only time we get anything, that type of star power yeah. in one of these in one of these series. To be perfectly honest with you, so. All right, so that is where we are rating it. We, look, we're, we're in a little bit of a different, of our, different recording schedule. This is kind of like our fourth episode this week. Uh, we're going to get more back into uh, – we're going to get back to normal probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, next week, we will be recording Outer Range, and we will be recording a, about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Can't wait to see it. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Uh, but that's probably going to come a little bit later. Uh, my son's golf schedule uh, is kind of – uh, keeping things, making things a little bit difficult in terms of when we record. So uh, and we it's probably Day. won't. And it's also Mother's Day too. So uh, we will probably won't be recording until Monday night. We might be able to get back into uh, the recording frame of mind on Sunday night, but probably not. So if we're a little bit later the next week, we apologize. But since we're since we got two episodes coming next week, like we normally do today, since this is Thursday night when we're recording this, we're going to just kind of do some some predictions for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It comes out uh, Friday, May 6th, which is tomorrow, as we're recording. And it should be pretty big. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about it, but I will say this. Uh, have you seen the the rating so far? No, I haven't. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes currently had it at 79%. Uh, so I haven't critics? looked at IMDb. Yeah, critics at 79%. I haven't looked at uh, IMDb. Let me see what Let's IMDb see. is saying about it. Ooh, 78% critics, 89 audience for okay, Rotten well, Tomatoes. That's, that's a good sign. That is a good sign. Uh, let's see what IMDb is saying. Come on. Uh, IMDb, 7.6 out of 10, so that's a, that's a good solid rating for it. Uh, so, uh, All right, so let's do some predictions. Uh, let's see. They talked a lot about... Uh, I, I haven't read any reviews, but I've like read yeah. like excerpts of reviews. And like one of the few things I've been seeing has been like, there's a lot, this is the scariest Marvel movie. How scary do you think it's going to be? Well, th they said uh, uh, Moon Knight was kind of scary and it was that one episode. Right. It was. I would, I would say there's going to be some scares. I'm, I'm going. Yeah, I think so too. I'm going scariest. Yeah. I'm going to say there's, there's some scares and there's going to be some like, uh, 
um, like chills or how would you describe it? Like that's the the, the like chilling that like I don't know how to describe it either, but I know what you're talking about. Like, like you just kind of like get cold and like oh yeah, my gosh, like yeah. intense. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't think there's gonna be a lot of jump scares. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. It, from what I've seen in the trailer, it doesn't look like it's that kind of a movie. Uh, but we'll see, obviously. Yeah. But I, 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 the scary stuff works because I don't like scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't think they're going to go down that too much. I don't think they're going to make it so scary that like people won't want to take their kids because that's going to that's a huge part of yeah. how they do their movies. So, yeah. like I said, I think it's going to be a lot of psychological stuff. Yeah, uh, I can like see the, that. The, yeah. The, the chilling stuff. I think there's going to be like the movie Fresh. We talked about it. I'm not yeah. going to get into it because I don't want to spoil that for anybody. I didn't. I was never like really scared watching that, but it was just such a a psychological thriller mm -hmm. that that's it's the reason it got classified as a horror movie. So I could see more stuff like that. I guess. Yeah, one, yeah. One that makes thinking, sense. So, all right. Who's the biggest? Who's the biggest person that gets introduced into the Marvel universe through this film? Well, obviously, it's Al Pacino as Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> I, sw I swear, if Mephisto shows up, I'll, I will I will be forever happy. No, uh, let's let's go. I'm going some X Men. Some X Men, okay. Um, you think he's might bigger than Patrick Stewart as well, Doctor Xavier? I mean, the only other person would be Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm, but I don't, I don't see Hugh Jackman. I think I think we may see like they mentioned. Like uh, Doug Ray Scott as I think there may be a multiverse Wolverine. That'd be, like, that would be cool. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm going Patrick Stewart and and a multiverse member of the X Men could be Doug Ray Scott, could be somebody else's, uh, you know, Storm right. or something, someone else. What about you? I think we're going to get Reed Richards. So I, finally get Reed Richards. I, he's a he is one of the biggest members of the Illuminati, and they have. Finally, come out and said Illuminati is going to be in this. Yeah. Uh, did, did you see that trailer where he says Chwitel? What is his name? Chwitel Ojafer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Is that is that how you pronounce it? I think so. yeah, something like that. Uh, oh yeah. wow! <laughs> I thought I was just butchering it. Uh, but his character says uh, the Illuminati will see you now. So yes, yes, yes. Well, that's when we hear Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and then yeah. he comes in with the whole, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I think we're going to get Reed Richards. Like I said, he is a part of the Illuminati. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but what I, what I want to see is if it's John Krasinski or if it's one, if it's, if it is Reed Richards, if he is in this, are they using one of the previous Reed Richards, yeah. one of the previous Fantastic Four movies? So that's what uh, I want to yeah. see. Because I don't see them using Miles Teller. It's going to be the other guy. I can't think of his name. Ion Grofold or the guy from yeah. the, yeah. From the original one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't see them using the one from the most recent one. Yeah. I, I, I never saw that film. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do you, so, it's the Tom Cruise rumor going to go, be true? No, I don't think it is. Yeah, I, think it's, I, I don't think it's going to be true either. Uh, because the most recent trailer TV spot, you get a really good close-up of them, and it's, it's not... Iron Man, uh, okay. So, like I said, the most recent one I saw, you get a really good shot of her. Of it looks like it looks like that's going to be Captain Marvel, and most likely one of the Rambo's is Captain Marvel in all likelihood. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it's, it seems to be pretty clear in the most recent, uh, like I said, TV spot of it. So, uh, let's see, there's this. All right, so who's the villain? I, I still don't know who the villain is. I think it's who Wanda. Think I, I think it's Wanda. You think it's Wanda? Yeah. I think so too, but there's a scene where like she's fighting, fighting alongside Wong in one of the scenes uh, that I've seen from the most recent one. So that made me question it. I was like, all right, well, that's kind of throwing this whole mm. idea of Wanda as villain because it's the one. Th I can't think of a single Marvel property where the villain isn't at least kind of known going into it. This is the yeah, first time. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That I'm like. Who's the bad guy? And like, yeah. I, I don't know if it's Wanda and like she awakens something else that becomes a bigger villain. I, I, I don't know. So, like I said, that, that's the one thing that I'm really curious to find out is how what they're doing with Wanda. And like I said, one of the I, I guess let's take you to the next one. How much of of WandaVision do you think plays into into this film? How much from the show? Well, how, how much of an impact, I guess, do you think it will have on, on this movie? 
Hmm. I, I guess a pretty pretty good bit because she's I, upset about Vision and being, and then what happens to her children. She, that's right. in the trailer. Yeah, I think it's gonna have a. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna have a significant impact. Yeah. I think that I saw one. One critic, I think, said uh, they thought it relied too much on it because it's a Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. Look, if. I, this excites me because if if they are truly going to incorporate the Disney Plus shows into the MCU like they have said they are, and they're they're I want to see them really do that. I want to yeah. see them in this movie because this is where they're. This is the first time Wanda's making an appearance since then. I want to see them you know rely heavily on to what happened in WandaVision. If that does, then that makes me happy because that means they're going to really invest time and money and effort into those Disney Plus shows. And it's not going to just be something because there have been a lot of people who think that yeah they're saying Disney Plus shows are part of the MCU, yeah, uh, yeah. but they're not really going to truly rely on those things so much. I want to see them do it because if you tell me this these shows are part of the MCU. I want them part of the MCU. So that's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm hoping. I have for. one last question. Okay. Do we get to see Dr. Strange dying his beard since we found that out in the Spider-Man movie? <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. I hope he does. Yeah. <laughs> that would absolutely be fun. So yeah, I, I, I would enjoy that to say the least. So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we head off? Uh, just hug your mama and call her and the mothers out there. Happy mother's day. Yes, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there listening. I hope, I hope we have a few mothers listening anyway. So, uh, But yeah, I will say the same thing. Uh, next week, guys, just to remind you, I did talk about this earlier. We will be covering Outer Range uh, because, let's be honest, that driving a lot of people to our show. So we'll, we'll cover the last two episodes of Outer Range. I've got to find a time to watch it. <laughs> uh, so I'll probably, I may end up actually watching as soon as I get home from Doctor Strange. I think I might be doing the same. Yeah. So uh, we'll be covering the final two episodes of, of Outer Range. I'm interested to see where that goes. And we will also be covering Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, probably middle of the week next week. So, All right, guys, uh, we will sign off, and until next time, may all of your entertainment.